0: Um, Yes, Pastor Brad and Sarah, so far I was listening to his message um, from last week and he's about attending church and I said, so good, you preached a message about attending church and the very next Sunday you're not here. So I had a bit of a dig at him, but no. <laughs> it was um, planned their tenth wedding anniversary and and so I really believe, you know, we need to celebrate. Ten years today. I mean in Hollywood they think if you make it six years it's pretty good. But ten years today is is amazing. So yeah, six months is pretty good. <laughs> if you get married it's pretty good now. <laughs> So, you know, we really need to, as one of the the foundations of Christianity, I believe is, fa- is family, and the fact that when we have God, the center of our marriage in our life, your marriage makes it. It might start off a little shaky, there might be a few bumpy years, and but if you hang in there and hang on to God, you'll make it, your marriage will be good, and everything will be, be okay. And so I, we very much believe in celebrating the milestones. Um, I, I still can't believe my... my my baby's been married ten years. It's like I still see her, like Zara, and uh, she's she's a grown woman and married ten years. So they've done awesome, and they send you their love and, uh, while they're relaxing on the beach, and <laughs> it's good. Anyway, this morning I just really want to share a message on, and um, the worship team picked up. They talking about in the in the prayer meeting talking about being filled with the joy and the oil of the Lord. And um, really what I want to talk about this morning is the secret to being happy. Okay, the secret to being happy. You want to know the secret to being happy? And you know, one of the things is that sometimes people are looking for the road to happiness, but you know, happiness is the road. Come on, people are always looking for the road to happiness, but happiness is the road. And as you see, as I share this and put it out, you know, about how we make our happiness and how we can change the things around about us, and and I feel like that we we live in such a negative world today. You know, news and media, everything is negative. Come on, it's so negative. My gosh, the the American um, politics and the, uh, thinking, oh. I'm confused. It's like, you would really have to, you know, I can't wait till I get over there in a couple of weeks to ask some of my friends, because it's like, you've got people who are saying Donald Trump's the, the Cyrus, and he's the anointed one. You know, saying he's from the devil, oh, Ted Cruz, it's my gosh, the stuff that's out there, and it's like, but the, the media are so negative, you know, they don't, you know, the time that people really celebrate people is when they die. You know, pretty much it's like when they die, they celebrate how good, how awesome they were, how their life was. And a lot of the times people, then, we, we didn't really know much about them till we actually watch something on the news or see something about when they die. Then people celebrate them. And you know what I've often shared? Sometimes it's like I've, I've seen women... In marriages, and and it's like they they complain about their husband the whole time, and and then it's like he dies, and then all of a sudden it's like they're, they're giving up. Yeah, he's a saint. They they're telling they're up there at the funeral and say so I'm thinking, is that the same man? Does she have another husband? And it's not, the longer someone's been gone, come on, people then begin to celebrate the goodness and remember all the good things. And and even with, I was thinking about in the negative world we live in, it's like the nursery rhymes, it's like, Rock, rock-a-bye baby on the treetop. I won't sing. When the wind blows, the cradle will fall. When the bell breaks, down will come baby in all. hall. That's a horrible song. Come on. <laughs> Singing that to our babies. And there's ring-a-ring-a-rosy, a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. That was about the plague in, in England or London where everyone was dying. It's incredible. And then there's London bridges falling down. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had, he just cracked his head open and that was the end of him. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a bag. Jack came tumbling down. Come on, all these things. It's like so negative when you really think about it. And so... I was thinking about, you know, you hear people talk about their life, it's like kids. I'll be happy when I'm finished school. I'll be happy when I get my license. I'll be happy when I graduate from school. I'll be happy when I get married. Come on. I'll be happy when I have kids. I'll be happy when the kids are at school. I'll be happy when the kids have left school. Come on. I'll be happy when all the kids are married. And then before you know it, you're old. (laughs) Come on. We need to learn to celebrate in life. We need to learn how to enjoy it. Stop wishing our life away. Stop wishing for the next thing. Oh, I'll be happy when my husband gets back. Celebrate the good stuff in life. Come on, there's good things all around us to celebrate. You know, stop wishing everything away. Proverbs 17:22 says this, a cheerful heart is good medicine. Come on, a cheerful heart. You know what it is it's like to get around people who are happy, who people are excited, people are that love life and have fun. But it says, a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Come on, people who are down and depressed, they sap your strength. I don't know about you, but uh, negative people, I just, for me, well, I kind of lose. I, I see where my patience is when I get around such negative people. Maybe I need a little bit more grace in that area, but they just sap every, they sap the good out of you. Come on. They sap every bit of patience out of you because you're kind of like, I can be patient for a season, but when people are just negative all the time and when you've, you've got the truth, come on, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. When we've got this life, we have this life, we have got, and if you're, you're like that and you keep focusing on all your negative stuff, come on, you just keep feeding on that. You're always negative. You'll never be... It saps your strength and it saps other people's strength. You know, whoever... I mean, you think about someone you know who's really negative. Do you rejoice at going to spend time with them? (laughs) Or you're at church and and you're thinking, oh, no, here they come. Here they come. It's like you're trying to duck and, and weave and... (laughs) <laughs> you're trying to, oh, no, please, don't let me get stuck with that person. I mean, it's horrible. You don't want to be like that. And, and you know there's genuine times when people go through stuff. But people who are negative all the time, we call it the Eeyore spirit. You know, Eeyore nobody loves me. You know, Eeyore never has a good day. Come on. Eeyore, oh. And then it's like you're Tigger. Come on, we need to be a Tigger. Tigger loves to bounce. He's everywhere. Tigger's everywhere. He's always happy. He's jumping around. He's, he's doing everything. But Eeyore is never happy. Oh, everything bad always happens to me. Yes, of course it will. Because that's what he's like. But that's what we call it, the Eeyore spirit. Are Those people, that they just sap everything out of you. Come on, every, they can never see anything good. Even when something good happens to them, you're excited. They still come because it's become a pattern of light that you're just a negative, down person. You know, our body reacts to how we feel. Think about a lemon. Already, see? Come on, think. When you think about it, even that lemon gets close to you. When a lemon gets close, you're like, mm, I don't know, unless you love lemons, but few people do. Come on, a cake shop. When you see a beautiful cake shop filled with everything that you love to eat. How does that make you feel? Mm. I know what it does to Greg. Mm, sugar. Sugar. <laughs> sugar. It's the same with Zara. It's like because when Sarah was toilet training her, we gave her a treat. But now she still wants a treat every time she goes to the toilet. And she goes a lot because she drinks a lot. Uh, But she gets so excited. Jelly bean, jelly bean. She's jumping for joy. It's like, sugar, she's so excited. uh, She can barely get off the potty before she's running to get her jelly bean. (laughs) It's like, come on, our body reacts. You know, when you feel sick, when you're feeling unwell, come on, what happens? You start to get that vomity feeling. When you've eaten things that are bad or that are off, you start to get pains. You feel sick. You feel unwell. Our body reacts to how we feel. If you're, if you're a happy person, I believe you. when you're a happy person, you're full of life. When you're a person who's negative, come on, you, it's just something. People who are negative, you look negative. Come on. And as they get older, you know what so they say, bitter old woman. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? So, you, know, you see these old ladies, they're bitter old ladies. They've always been bitter, but as suddenly, as you get older, and they—you know—science is even proving now that the things when you like that, that it actually affects your body health, health-wise. Come on. The Lord says this: Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and what? I will give you rest. Come on, I will give... Yes, it's real. We go through stuff and we are a process. Come on, we are a process. You know, a lot of us have come from difficult backgrounds. A lot of us have come from hurt, from different things, but it's a process. But the Lord gives us a C. He says, come to me whenever you're weary and you're burdened, you're heavy laden. What does he say? I will give you rest. He will give you a peace. Come on, he'll give you a joy. And we have you a couple of keys on the secret to happiness. Number one is you need to forget the past. Come on, life is about the future, not about the past. Come on, you can't change yesterday. You can't change last week. You need to forget the past. What are the key to happiness is to have a bad memory. Come on, so if you haven't got a good memory, that's good. Come on. <laughs> a good. You know those people like, you said that, you did this. <laughs> Come on. In a marriage, but you did this and you did that. No, have a bad man, forget the past. I love the example in The Lion King, such a prophetic movie. It's like little Simba, if you haven't seen it, he's thrown out of his destiny in his future by his uncle. And so I always see it's like the devil, Scar comes in, robs him of his destiny, his future. But the little monkey, Rafifi, or Raf- Raf- Rafiki, I haven't watched it for a while. He's like the prophet in there, okay? He's going to get Simba and bring him back and place him in his place of authority. Come on, Simba was born the son of a king. Come on, he was born, uh, he was destined to rule and reign, but he was robbed of that. And so little Rafiki, he's the prophet. He's going to get him and bring him back. And so he meets up with with Simba and he's got his rod and he bashes him over the head. And, And he says, oh, that hurt. Why did you do that? And he said, don't. Matter, it's in the past. (laughs) That's the prophet. Come on, it doesn't matter, it's in the past. We need sometimes a good smack on the head. (laughs) No, (laughs) forget the past. You You can learn from it. Come on, move on and learn from it. Isaiah 42, verse 9 says, This behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things. I declare. Come on. Behold, former things. God saying, Your past is your past. It's come to pass. I'm already declaring new things. Come on. I've already spoken new things about your future, about your destiny. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. That's why we love the prophetic. Come on, it's God talking about. It. He says, I'm telling you of your destiny and your promise. He wants you to forget the former things. Yes, you might have messed up, you might have made mistakes, but he's saying, forget that. I'm declaring a new thing to you. I'm speaking forth your destiny and your future. See, God declares new things. History is in the making every day. Come on. History is in the making every day. Every day as the sun rises, it's an announcement of a new day, a new beginning. I love that, that the Lord made day and night. Come on. much Greg and Ben, I remember when Greg was younger, they wanted to reckon it would have been cool to live in Alaska. Alaska, because it's 24-hour light. And so they reckon they could just wake up at... two two o'clock in the morning, go outside and play football or play cricket. They thought it'd be cool to do that, but not my idea. But I love it that God made day and night because the sun goes down on that day. It's gone. He finishes it. The curtain draws. It says, that's it, that day. And then he announces a new beginning. Come on. He brings the sun. The sunset and the sunrise are so incredible. It's like kissing a day goodbye. Some days it's like we want to linger. That was an awesome day. Sometimes we're like, yeah, let's see the back of that day. Come on, I'm glad that day's finished. That was a day from the pit, but no, no, every day God makes. Come on. But then he has the sunset. There's nothing. I love getting I'm an early morning person. I love to get up. And one of my favorite things, I love water and we love mountains. Water, I love to watch the sunrise coming up. Come on, because I always see this is an announcement of a brand new day. Come on, a new beginning. It's like God's saying, "You okay, We might have this might have happened. That might happen, but today's a new chance. Come on, I've got new things. I've got new beginnings for you. I've got great things for you. He says in Lamentations three, twenty-one that he says, My mercies are new every morning. Every morning, come on, yes, you might have messed up yesterday, last week, but God's mercies are new every morning. He's got a new set of mercy for you. He's got a new set of grace. Come on, he's got a new set of strength. He's announcing it to you. Come on, learn from that. It's a new day. I love this, and many would have heard of it. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. I love that. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Come on, today is a gift. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Come on, today, it's a gift from God, a new beginning. Number two, I believe the key to happiness is laugh. Make time to have fun. Come on, you've got to have fun. Don't be serious all the time. I mean, if you live in our household, it's impossible to be serious all the time with Greg. But anyway, um, it's good for me because I can be very serious. So it's good to be with someone who, but you know, laugh. There's nothing better than laughter. There's nothing better than just having a good life. Don't be so serious. So what if the house gets messed up? So what if you don't get a job? If you're having fun, have fun. Don't be so task orientated that we've got to get this done, we've got to get that. What a horrible way to live your life. I love just last-minute things. Love We love just, okay, let's just get in the car and do this. I mean, when we were first married, before we had kids, we would just at midnight drive down to Tweed Heads to get a pizza because we could. Come on. Because it was a nice pizza too, but... We would just get in the car and draw. It's good to, we do a lot of those things. Just, wow, let's do this. Let's go here. Not being so structured. You know, learn to be able to shift. Learn to be able to just have fun. Have a good laugh. If you can't have a good laugh, find a good comedy. <laughs> Something you like and a clean one. And have a good laugh. It is so good for you. There's nothing. I just, uh, last night it was, I was giving Sarah, oh Sarah, Zara her bath. It's like she loves the water, the tap running. And then we filled up this bottle and I, she had a little cup and I squeezed the water into the cup for her. She likes that. And so I spilt it. I accidentally missed her cup and spilt it. I go, oops. Well, she laughed a little head off. And I do it again. Oops. And she just giggled. She giggled so much that she got the hiccups. She just kept laughing. And I'm like, something so simple. Come on. That's why God tells us to be like a child. You know, I mean... Greg's always like a, no, not really. He, he, he laughs at lots of things. But, you know, it feels, she laughs, Zara laughs, she's like, Papa, you're silly. Papa's funny. You know, the kids are, Papa's funny. It's good to laugh. You know, and it says this. This is statistics. People who use humour to cope with stress have particular healthy immune systems. That's why Greg's never sick, see? <laughs> Come on, this is fact. And they are 40% less likely to suffer a heart attack. That's, that's enough to make you laugh, isn't it? Come on, you're 40% less likely to have a heart attack. You have a healthy immune system if you use humour to cope with stress. It says this, and they, it says they experience less pain during dental surgery. And they live four and a half years longer than the average person. Come on. So just by laughing, you're going to live four and a half years longer. That's a bonus, isn't it? It's worth it. Have a good laugh. Number three about being happy is build relationships. Relationships is where we get true happiness in life. You know why? Because relationships are where we can love and be loved. Come on, if you're in a relationship, it's where you're loved and beloved. You've got to build God's about family. How awesome it is to have people round about you to share in things. You know, when something great happens, it's awesome to have people round about you to share it with, to tell it with, people to share the experience. You know, and then some people say, Well, I don't have any friends. I'm lonely and, and you feel bad about that because you haven't got any. Well, you've got to be a friend. You've got to be a friend. You know, most people that I have counseled in situations who said nobody likes me, I've got no friends, uh," you know, the list goes on. Every time you are, when you look at their life and study it, they do not go out of the way to make friends. It's about them. Nobody notices me, the Eeyore. Uh, nobody ever talks to me. I come to church and sit there and nobody, because you're repelling something. Come on. People are just, you're, you're repelling that. It's oozing out of you. That, you know, like, oh, don't, you know, ask them how they are. Oh, well, do you want me to begin? Come on, how long have you got? <laughs> come on, you've got to be a friend. You know? And as I've encouraged, but I said, when's the last time you asked someone for coffee? Oh, they would never come. Of course, they wouldn't. <laughs> that's how you think. If the per- first person says no, then ask someone else. Don't get rejected. Someone will say yes. <laughs> Building relationships, that's the key. Come on, it's a key. God put us in relationship, He wants us in relationship. It's good to have friends. It's good to, and you know, when you first start off, it's a little bit uneasy in a friendship. It's, it takes time to get to know people. But one, you know, one of the things where people grow the most and are committed the most are ones that come to church and build relationships. That's why we always make sure we and we encourage people, go to a life group, go to this, come to this, because it helps you to break down those walls. Come on, it helps you. I know from us when we were in church, if you can go to church, we went to church to thousands of people and then... You would say hi to someone every Sunday, and it was just hi, how you going? You might have sat near them. But it wasn't until you had them over for a meal or had a meal with them, then you were best friends. Come on. It changed the whole relationship. That's why Jesus talked about having communion, a common you. He ate, he broke bread, he ate with his disciples. Number four is be yourself. The key to happiness is just being yourself. When you're trying to be somebody else, come on, when you're trying to big note yourself, when you're trying to, oh, I've done this and I've done that and how good am I? Come on, that's hard work. And then you've got to keep, that, that's stressful. Try and think, well, what can I say about me? What can I talk about me? How can I? That's stressful. Be yourself, just be you. Like yourself. You know what, it's hard to like like you if you don't like yourself. Come on. It's hard for people to like you if you don't like yourself. You just got to learn to like be happy. You can only be happy when you become who you are because God's made you who you are. You know, suddenly you get to a point, it's funny you hear a lot of older people like, oh, I don't care what people think now. I'm old now, I don't care what they think. And you know what's the most happiest time in their life? They really come into such a freedom because they suddenly can be who they want to be. They're not worried about living up to people's expectations. Now, I'm not saying we go around and be crude and rude and grumpy. And no, no, I'm not saying that. But God's made you unique. Come on, He gave us an all, uh, all of us a DNA. You're not one of us have the same DNA. You're an original. Come on, God created you an original. And he doesn't make mistakes. He made you someone. He gave you the DNA. He gave you who you are. Be you. It's the most incredible I can remember in the first years of preaching for Greg. You know, he shares, I have been mean, says a lot of the time, you know, he was trying to be somebody else. He was trying to just sort, I'll tell someone else's jokes and people will laugh at me. It would just become hard work. And, and then God just said to him, just be you. Tell your own jokes. Do, be who you are. See, people can see that when you're just you. I know one of the greatest compliments we get and we love it is people say how real we are. When we travel the world, people say how real we are. And so it's one of the greatest comments because we're just us, warts and all. Your character is who you are. Your reputation is what people think you are. Come on, I'll say that again. Your character is who you are. Your reputation is what people think you are. Just be you. Come on. Who you are. And it's so easy just to be you. If people don't like you, it's like, so what? So what if they don't like you? Not everybody's going to like you. Number five, live your life with purpose and pray. To have a fulfilling life, you should find your life purpose and follow it. Come on, follow your life purpose. Find out what it is. If you don't want to find out what it is. And you know what? As I said, you need to celebrate along the way. Enjoy the journey. Okay, I'm going to be this or I'm on my way to being that. But don't be so stressed out about being that that you, you don't enjoy it. It's like, well, you just passed an exam and you got 100%. We'll celebrate that. I love that. Cass and Jeremy are both doing a counseling course at the moment. And I mean, Cass is just saying, Oh boy, this is a stretch. And it's like she's talking about, I don't know, these assignments and getting everything done. I said, It's all right, God will help you. He's called you to do it. Just pray. You've got the mind of Christ. They both got 100%. I was like, She was excited. They were excited. Yeah, that's awesome. They did good. <laughs> But see, you need to celebrate that. Yes, they have a made. That's just the first assignment and the first lot of stuff. They got a long way to go. But we need to celebrate the milestones. Come on. So I love it's like with with babies, we celebrate everything. Oh, they burped, good baby. Come on. <laughs> it's like and they they poop, good girl. <laughs> And when we celebrate everything, they eat all their dinner. High five. No wonder children are so incredible and so happy because we celebrate everything. I know Zara, they take their first few steps. Yay, you did it. Come on. They say a new word. Yay. We need to be like that because I remember reading something, I don't have the figures, but they talked about how much a person is given praise as a baby and then they had it like from, I think it was from newborn to three, three to eight, eight to 16. And, you know, when it got up to the teenage years, it was very little praise. Come on. And then it got up to adults. The It was incredible how it dropped the praise and the encouragement. Come on, we need to keep celebrating. the thing. You know what, even if it's just you celebrating, I'm good, I did that, come on. Have your own party. Celebrate what you've done. Don't look for others to celebrate. Yeah, if they do, that's great, but celebrate it. Come on, do it with good, Good building, good drawing, good bed making, whatever they do, come on, whatever you do, good manners. I love it. She says back when we give her stuff, I said something. She says, Good manners, Nana. It's like, she's encouraging. Now, look at her, how encouraging she is because we encourage her. We're continually encouraging her, but now she comes back and encourages us. You've got to celebrate your successes. The other part, praying. Research shows that praying for others rather than yourself is good for your health. Isn't that incredible? How God made praying for others is good for your health. Experts found those who re- regularly pray for others worry less about money. I don 't know how that is, but anyway, maybe money is the biggest concern for everyone. I don 't know. but isn 't that incredible how they found that out? Hebrews 11:6 says, "God rewards those who diligently seek Him. Come on, God rewards those who diligently seek Him. And we've heard incredible testimonies of people who have had a sickness themselves and have prayed for someone else with the same sickness and they both got healed. Come on, that's just like our God. Because when we stretch out and look beyond ourselves, come on, when we start to reach out, pray for others, believe for others. Number six is count your blessings. Come on, count them is that happiness will never come to those who fail to appreciate what they already have. So if you can't appreciate what you've already got, you'll never be happy. Come on, you'll never be happy if you can't appreciate what you've got right here, right now. Because it's always, well, the next thing. If you don't, learn to appreciate, come on, appreciate your husband, appreciate your wife, appreciate the country we live in, appreciate your good. You know what, as I've come across, uh, quite a few people are unwell and we just had a, a... friend died in, in New Zealand. And it's like, I'm thankful every day for good health. Sometimes you just take that for granted when you're healthy. Come on. When you're, but seeing people struggling with sickness, seeing people full of life now suddenly just have gotten all life, seeing people who are terminally ill, it's like it's made me be thankful every day. I Lord, I thank you for good health. Not only am I thanking him for good health, I'm thinking, Lord, I'm going to continue in good health. Come on, I'm going to be healthy all, my da- all the days of my life. Come on, start speaking. Appreciate what you have. Being happy is easy if we're grateful. Unfortunately, seeing what we don't have is often easier than seeing what we do have. Always looking. I believe it comes back to that comparisons. I think I've shared it here before. It's like you believe in God. Lord, pay my electricity bill. Uh, It's like you pray, you believe God, yes, Lord, thank you, Lord. you're The money comes in, your electricity bill gets paid, and you're on top of the world. You're so excited. You're in hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You paid my life because that's what you were believing God for, and he come through. But then you come to church on Sunday, and sister so-and-so gets up and gives her testimony. She got a brand-new car. And then you're like, I need a new car. Why did she get a new car? It's like, man, I come to church more than her. I serve God more than her. Come on, I, I tithe more than her. I'm always, come on, you start comparing. And now all of a sudden, your electricity bill is nothing. Because so-and-so got a car. Come on, comparisons. When you keep comparing yourself to what other people have, what other people have got, other people's breakthroughs, oh, they do. Comparison. You will never be happy. Come on, because you're always looking at at what I haven't got and so-and-so has got this. Come on, we're all at different walks and different levels and God's doing different. Appreciate what you do have. Celebrate what you've got. Be happy for what you have. Don't take things for granted. You know, like I said, sometimes... People experience loss and then they appreciate what they had. It's not till they experience loss that they appreciate what they. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have great loss to appreciate what I really have. Be thankful. There's always stuff that we can be thankful for if we look around. you can't, ask the Lord. Happy people don't need something. Come on, they don't need something to be happy. Happy people don't need something to be happy because it's already in them. They're happy people. It's just when they get something, they're super excited. But they don't need that. Come on. Their, Their life isn't conditioned to, if I get this, I'll be happy. If I do this, I'll be happy. That's not their life. Happy people are just happy. They don't need a certain job or a certain level of income. Instead, they learn to be happy with what they already have. They've learned the art of contentment. Be content with what you have and you'll be happy. So the Lord says, be content in all things. Come on, in all things to be content. Number seven is make others happy if you can. Come on. No, you can. We've all got that ability to make us happy. Oh, it says happiness is a perfume you cannot pour on others without getting a few drops on yourself. The more you help other people and make them happy, the more you'll be happy. Happiness doesn't come through selfishness, but through selflessness. Come on, from being selfless, being someone who's not being... I love because the Bible says it's better to give than receive. And to me, it's always it's always such joy to give something to someone. When I've got the ability to bless, to give something. You know, when we pray for somebody, you might be tired and had it and you really or there's a counseling session, you really don't want to do it. I mean, really, there's times we don't want to counsel people. So I'm sick of counseling people. I'm sick of people's problems. Now you do, you get you do get sick of that. That's the natural side. You get sick of counseling, you get sick of, and not all and there's times where you really just don't want to do it. But see, the Lord says we don't go by our feelings. That's what we're called to do, that's what we're anointed to do, so we're just going to pick ourselves up, okay? We're going to do, especially when you know it's going to be a long counseling session. <laughs> especially when you know it's someone that's, oh my gosh, we've been here a hundred times. <laughs> But you know what? When the Lord comes through, when you see breakthrough, come on, when you see that something get broken down in that person's life, when you see that person get set free, then all of a sudden it brings such joy. We had to give. We had to get up and say, okay, we're going to do this. But then when we see the breakthrough, come on, you forget about, oh, well, Lord, forgive me. I'm such a bad person. No. That's why the Lord says it's better to give than receive. Be a person that makes other people happy. Stop focusing on you. Get involved. You reap what you sow. Come on, don't focus on you. If you're not happy, don't focus on yourself. Get involved. Do something. And like I've often said many times, sometimes when you're that type of person, then there's nothing worse than someone who volunteers and helps and then complains the whole time. Don't volunteer. Come on. You're not doing anyone any favors when you complain all the time. Oh, I'm the only one that turns up. Oh, they've never got. Oh, they're always like. Oh, they always forget the coffee. Oh, they always do. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm the only one who ever comes to children's show. Oh, I'm the only one who cleans up. Oh, I'm the only one that turns off the lights. Well, good on you. Come on. <laughs> but see, when you have a heart, I'm doing this unto the Lord. Come on. I'm doing this unto God. You will never complain. God, this is your house. Oh, come on. I remember sharing a story about a friend who she always, you know, like at nighttime, she got stuck with the dishes, doing the dishes, and she felt like she was forever cleaning up the kitchen. The kitchen's always a mess. She'd clean it up and then it's a mess again. She'd cook dinner. She's in the kitchen, cleaning up the kitchen, washing the dishes, complaining, complain, complain. complain. And then the Lord really spoke to her and said, you need to stop complaining. You need to start thanking me and rejoicing. So she started to thank the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I have a beautiful, I thank you that I've got dishes to wash. I thank you that we've got food to put on those dishes. I thank you, Lord, that I'm well and able to be able to cook for my family and clean up. I thank you that I've got a family. I thank you that I'm not alone. She just began to praise God. And guess what? Three weeks later, God gave her a dishwasher. (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't a husband. It was a real one, An electronic one. Come on. God gave her a dishwasher. And see... I believe it was because she changed her attitude. The Lord says in all things, give thanks. When we become thankful, when we start thanking, when we start being someone who's not focused on me, poor me, nobody ever helps me, nobody visits me. Well, do you visit people? And it doesn't matter if you visit 20 people and no one visits you. It doesn't matter. You're thankful. Well, Lord, I did this unto you. Your reward will be in heaven, but it doesn't. It's never like that. When you give out to people and bless people, they will always bless you back. Yes. Yeah. Be an encourager, as I, sh- I shared before. Compliment people. When you see someone's got a nice dress on or, or they look nice, tell them. Not guys. <laughs> we don't tell. If a guy's got a dress on, then you need to talk to him. Okay? Okay? <laughs> In our church, anyway. <laughs> no. Come on, don't things take things to heart. That's my next point, sorry. Number eight is have a positive mind. Secrets to being happy. Have a positive mind. Can do people. I love can do people. People who can do. Not someone that every time you come up with a new idea, they've got a re- hundred reasons why it's not going to work. Oh, but mm, be a can do person. Get on board. Yep, we can do that. It's so like I go to Bunnings and I love Bunnings. Greg hates Bunnings because he reckons it means work for him when I go to Bunnings. And so it's like I go to Bunnings and I know that Greg can do it. I got the idea. He can do it. Come on. He's a, he's a can-do person. And it's like the Lord gave him. He's given him two vision, transforming parts of our garden. And he's got a third one, but he won't tell me till Christmas next year. Because he reckons, no way, well, I'm not telling you. Like, why? He says, because you want to do it tomorrow. That's pretty much me. <laughs> I'm a candidate. We can do it, though. We've got two hours here before we get on the plane and do this. <laughs> that's me. Well, I'm a, I'm a we. We can do it. <laughs> we can do it together. Come on, that's just me. So he won't tell me. It doesn't matter how much I ask him. He won't tell me. <laughs> Like I said, stop being negative. Don't sit on the sideline judging. Get in the game. Get in the game. Come on, God's it's a game of life. Get in it. It's like at a football match. You got these—I won't be dry. But you got these guys that could never kick a ball or handle a ball, or you know, they sit on the, the sideline and all they do is judge the guy. Oh, the Russia. Oh, he should have done that. Oh, come on. I... Let's see you play ball. Come on. Well, see, you get in the game and do it. Come on, where you On the sideline. That's what a lot of people do. You're on the sideline judging everything. Oh, they should have. Oh, they could do it. Come on, get in the game. When you're in the game, you haven't got time to see what the rest of what's going on. Come on, you're not in the grandstand. You're in the heat of everything. You're there. You can't see nothing. You're just trying to grab the ball and go for line and keep the opponent away. best thing in life is get in the game. Don't take everything to heart. We have to be someone. You've got to be like the water, uh, water off a duck's back. Come on! Don't take everything to heart. Don't take everything personally. I was like, oh well, it doesn't matter. Come on! People take things so. I've seen people leave churches, leave relationships, break up friendships for some of the dumbest things. I've sat in marriage counselling for some of the dumbest things. People that just won't are prepared not to let things go. Come on, you've got to be tough. Don't take everything to heart. I always take it like God gave me the analogy of like emails, you know, with our thought pattern. When you get an email, all the emails come in and then you've got to decipher what's junk, who you've got to block and what's good, what you need to reply to. And that's why you need to be like, stuff will come in, come on, thoughts will come in, like emails will continue to come in, but you've got to then, okay, that's junk, let's get rid of it, let's delete it and put it in and get it gone, finished. Learn what things you've got to block out, learn what things, you've just got to be a person, you've got to learn to do it, choose not to focus on it. It takes a while, but if it becomes a pattern, come on, treat your mind like email coming in. As a thought comes in, every time you get a thought, think about, is this good? Do I need to reply to this? Is this going to do me good? Is this from a friend or a foe? Come on, is it from God? That's how we need to treat thoughts that come in. If they're not good, then delete them. Get rid of them. Being happy doesn't mean everything is perfect. What it means is you've decided to look beyond the imperfections. I'll say that again. Being happy doesn't mean everything is perfect. It just means that you've decided to look beyond the imperfections. Uh, many, some of you would have heard me share this. One of my favorite things in the Bible. Leah's an example that everything wasn't perfect. In Genesis 29 verse 31, it says this. When the Lord saw Leah was unloved, He opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. And she said, the Lord has surely looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And this is a a classic example of just a horrible situation of life and someone who's, you know, the father did the unthinkable. He was going to marry Rachel, and the father decides, no, Leah's going to go in, and she's going to be with him. And now all of a sudden for Leah, her whole life is just gone. She's always going to be second best. Come on, she's going to be unloved. He didn't choose her, she didn't choose him. It was just circumstances that happened. Now she's in a place, she's with a man that she knows doesn't love her. And so... God opens a womb. But as she has a first baby, you can see she wants to be loved. We all want to be loved. That's the way God made us. And she says, surely my husband will love me. And then verse 33 says this. She conceived again and bore a son and said, because the Lord has heard I am unloved. He has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son. And she said, now this time my husband will become attached to me. So now she's dropping her standards. She wants to be loved, but now she'll settle for an attachment. Come on, when you're looking for a person to fulfill your life, when you're looking for your happiness depending on a person, come on, when you're looking at depending on your job or how much money or your husband or your wife or, or your pastor or, or how famous you are or how good your career's has when you are looking to that, when you're always looking to man to be, fulfill you, when you're looking for man, you will always be let down. Come on. Now she says, I'll, I'll have an attachment because I've borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son. And now this is where the change comes. She says, now I will praise the Lord. See, now she's realizing I can't change this circumstance I'm in. I can't change what's going on, but I'm going to praise God because he can change my circumstances. Come on. She's not looking to the husband to love her. She's not looking for attachment. She says, now I'm going to praise God. You know what? It's my life's in the bucket. Come on. It's not good. My life's not good. I didn't choose this life. He didn't choose this life. But now I'm just going to praise God. Come on. She's not seeking happiness from a man. And you know what? What happens in this? It says in Genesis 30 verse 13, it says, and Leah said, I am happy. Come on, now Lee is able to say, I am happy for the daughters call me blessed. So she named this when she has another baby and says, she can now finally say, I am happy. You see, when she kept looking to the man, when she kept her circumstances, I'm unloved. God's seen that I'm loved. Loved. He's going to remember. He's going to do this. Oh, he's going to become attached to me. Nothing changed for her. All that happened is she settled then from being loved to an attachment. She dropped her her levels down. Well, an attachment would go, maybe if he just gives me a wink, I'll be happy. Come on, she's dropped her, but now she's unhappy. And she suddenly says, I am going to praise God. And then she's able to say after she praises God, I am happy. Because it says this, happy is he who trusts in the Lord. Psalm 146 verse 5. Happiness is he who trusts in the Lord. See, her happiness is no longer dependent on her children or her circumstances. It's not about her job. It's not about her money. It's not about her fame. It's not about what doors are open. It's not about her happiness is now in the Lord's. And we know that when she finally says, I will praise God, that child is Judah. And we know that Judah is a bloodline to Jesus. Come on. She has the honour and the privilege to produce the bloodline to Jesus. What an incredible honour as a mom, And we're talking about her today. Come on. We're talking about Leah from circumstances of unloved, horrible life, stuff that wasn't her fault. But see she chose a choice. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to be happy. And then all of a sudden she's able to say that. See, what happens is Leah owns her happiness. You have to own your happiness. It's you who decides whether or not you'll be happy. Simple. Come on simple. It's that you make the choice. You decide whether, see, when you put it on someone else, when you put it on other people, when you put it on how your success, when you put it on this, you'll never be happy. But when you decide to own your happiness, come on, Leah owned her happiness. You have to decide, I'm going to be happy in life. Come on, I'm going to be happy. I don't care what gets thrown right at me. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to own it. I don't care. Have your own party. Even if everybody else is measurable, have your own party. Come on. You can create it. You can start as you begin. Like I said, when we were first married, I was so serious. And it's like I could hold a grudge for a week. It's like when we had a disagreement. It's like, But Greg is the type of person who, like he's over it in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like, and, and then he's like, he wants you to be over it. And it's like, you know when you're driving in the car and you're looking out the window and you're not going to make eye contact. And he's talking and you're not going to talk. You're not going to say anything. You're not going to do anything. It's like you're looking out the window. And they're talking and when he's talking, then he starts being funny. He's like, oh, did I see a little smile there? And it's like, he just say stupid stuff. And then it's like, you just, you laugh. But then, see, I'm getting mad because I don't want to laugh. Because... <laughs> I don't want to be happy. I'm mad with him. I don't want to be happy. It's like, I'm annoyed with you. I don't want to talk to you. But then he makes me laugh. And then as soon as you laugh, well, that's over then. You know, as soon as you laugh, it's over. You forget about it. You're like, oh, well, I'm laughing. It's amazing how once you start to laugh at it, then it's like, well, that breaks down all the anger. It breaks down everything. And then it's like, it's over. See, God knew what he's doing when he chose him for me. It's awesome. Come on, I choose to be happy. What about you? It's a choice. Come on, the secret to being happy is a choice. It's what you choose. Yes, stuff's always going to be happen. Things are going to happen in life. Stuff's going to happen. But it's your choice. And when we choose, we say we praise God. Happy is he who trusts in the Lord. You know what? As Christians, how can we not be happy? You know, when it comes down to, I'm sure there's other keys, there's other stuff, but I don't want to preach for five hours. But they're just basic things on deciding, making choices to be happy. Making a choice. You know, that's what I love about kids. They have a fight and they get over it. Come on, kids. It's like they are beating each other. It's like our, our boy grandsons. They're, they're punching up one minute and don't like each other. Next minute, oh, my brother, I love you. You're the best brother. Come on. That's what they're like. One minute, I don't like you. Now they love you. Come on. They don't hold grudges. They forget. And that's why the Lord tells us to be like you. But us as adults, come on, someone hurts us and we hold a grudge. Our husband lets us down, we hold a grudge. No, come on, you make a choice. I'm going to choose to be happy. Once you make this choice, own it. Come on, own it. I'm going to be happy. You know what? Jesus died for us. We've got everything. If everything ended tomorrow, we're going on to... Eternity, come on, we're going home to meet our Saviour. That is enough to be deliriously happy about, considering the alternative of where you're going if you don't know the Lord. Come on, let's stand this morning. Very simple message, but I believe it's something sometimes, and I think sometimes as Christians we get so caught up on getting better, being better, doing this, doing that, we're so caught up sometimes in in just stuff that we just forget to the, be happy. Come on, be happy. Enjoy life. Enjoy, you know. And I feel like someone's Christian. You know, when you're working on your marriage, there's a lot of time. You know, when we come there, there's always a process. I don't believe there's ever. It's like, oh well, we just got that we made. It. It's been wonderful. And never because you both are in it. You're in it. <laughs> None of us are perfect, but it's a, it's a process. But when we keep hanging on to things, when we keep just rehashing them, when we keep when you choose, okay, I'm going to be happy. You know what? Somebody loves me. Just think back, you know, when you're, you're first dating, it's like you're so happy, deliriously happy. You know, when you start to celebrate each other, when you start to so I remember even raising our kids. I was most, probably more strict than Greg which is not a surprise, but I was the more stricter one, you know. And it was like I was so in that because of my own life, and you know, I'm so that, well, I want my kids to grow balanced and everything and with discipline and have everything. And, and it was like, and then you got to, the girls were pretty, Ben was a bit of a wild one. He was always out there riding the boundary. Ben was my one who'd do the, the naughty things when you told him the ridiculous things. Someone told him to jump off here, and he'd jump off. Someone told him to eat, what did they tell him to eat one day? Worms, so he ate them. I was like, that was just Ben. Yeah, stand in a pond in Melbourne in the middle of winter and I'll give you 10 bucks for five minutes. So he did. So Ben was my kid that always. And so it was like, I was a little quite strict because that was his boy, Greg's boy, and he was a bit softer with Ben than all our kids. So I was a bit more the disciplinary one with Ben. And then Greg just said to me one day, he said, Hun, you need to let up on him. He's a good boy. <laughs> You're just being too hard. He's really a good boy. And it really was like when those words come, it's like, yes, he is a good boy. You see, sometimes it's like we're we're nitpicking all the little stuff, you know, for perfection. We want perfection. We want perfection. We want perfection. And sometimes your kids, they just feel so because, you know, you don't celebrate the good things they do. And it's like even in your marriage, it's like you want your husband, he spends all week, he cleans up or he, he does what you've asked him to do. And then he fails once during the week, and then that's it. <laughs> Come on, you're setting him up for failure because you can. It's like you know, Greg is saying, But I did good all week. <laughs> what about what? I only messed up once. <laughs> that's a good way. But you know, I, I'm a, that's a good way. <laughs> but I'm just, my nature is excellence, but a bit of a perfectionist. I mean, sometimes you've got to just. Pull back and, and look and think, yes, he is a good boy. Come on. The person who is is a good husband. If he goes to work and provides for the family and he loves the Lord, that's the start of a good husband. He's a good, yes, he's not perfect, but neither are you. He mightn't be perfect because he's married to you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Come on, we have to laugh at stuff. Come on, we've got to. Own your happiness. Own it. I'm choosing to be happy. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you today. and Lord, I thank you that even as uh, the worship team picked up this morning, Father, you're pouring out that oil of joy. Lord, Lord, it says where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness of joy. Some of you need to get some more presence of God in your life. (laughs) Come on. If you haven't got a fullness of joy, you need the presence of God because it says in the presence of God, the presence of God just isn't here on church. Come on. The presence of God is where you are, where you're at. Come on. Taking the Lord with you because it says where the presence of God is, there's fullness of joy. And when there's fullness of joy, you'll be happy. Now, Father, I thank you this morning. You're pouring out that oil. You're pouring out that joy upon our life. Father, I thank you. You're breaking up off a spirit of comparison. You're breaking that off us today, Father God. Lord, you're breaking off even the past where we're someone, if we look back, Lord, I will not look back any longer. And Father, this morning, I'm choosing to own my happiness. Father, I'm choosing to own my happiness. Father, because it says, happy is he who trusts in you. Lord, it comes down to the bottom line. My trust in you. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my ministry. I trust you with my health. I trust you with my job. I trust you with my children. Come on. It says those that trust in the Lord. Come on. Happy is He who trusts in the Lord. If you put your trust in Him, you will be happy because you'll realise that while it isn't perfect, come on, God's working it out. He's working it out. Your trust is in the Lord. You're going to make it good. You're going to turn things around. Come on. That takes all the pressure off you. It takes it off you putting it on someone else. It takes it off. Whoever you've put that pressure upon, it takes it off because now you're trusting in the Lord. Lord, I know all things will work for good. Now, Father, I thank you for that anointing. Pour out your oil. Come on, pour it out. If you need that this morning, just see the Lord filling you this morning with the oil of joy. Come on, we're in His presence. There's a fullness of joy. Just grab a hold of that joy this morning. Take on You know what? I feel like this morning is a prophetic act. If you've seen, you know, you've put your happiness like Leah and your husband, your circumstances. Your, come on, you need to take it back today. You need to take ownership where you've put that, that your happiness depends on money, on health, on on other people, on, come on, whatever it is, on your career, on on your marriage, or whatever, come on, whatever it is. You need to take back today. Take ownership. I'm choosing to be happy. I'm making a choice today to be happy. Father, I thank you that I'm saved. I thank you, Lord, that you picked me up. You chose me, Father God. I am so thankful for that. And now, Lord, I trust in you. I trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just... Allow the Holy Spirit to minister this morning where in His presence, there's fullness of joy. Come on, see, taking your ownership, I choose to be happy. No one's going to rain on my day. Come on, no one's going to rain on my parade. You be your own parade. <laughs> Come on, you're your own happy. It doesn't matter. You know, I love that. There was a song, everywhere you go, always take the weather. Take the weather with you. So you take happy with you. You're happy. Take happy with you. You know, Greg and I always, when we go places, we're taking the weather. We take it. We get there, it's like it's fine. We're like, yep, we take the weather. You take the spiritual climate with you. We go into places, and, and it might be dark and depressing, but we take the spiritual climate. You take, your workplace might be good. You take the weather. Come on. You take that spiritual climate. You take happy with you. Make happy your friends, <laughs> Happy is a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you this morning. You're just lifting off heaviness. Lord, Where we've been a bit serious, when we've been just so, mm, Lord, you're just, you know, some of us are so wound up. It's like you're just so tightly wound Any little thing. When you get tightly around, it's like any minute, it can just, that's it. Just allow the Lord that oil. When the oil goes in, it loosens everything up. Come on. Some of you are like Tin Man. You're just so tight and so bound up. But just allow that oil of the Lord to come into those places and loosen you up a little. Laugh at yourself. You need a good laugh, look in the mirror. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Today, I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You guys, <laughs> so you can take for yourself. Father, I thank you for Pastor Dallas and for Ron. Father, I thank you even now, Lord. I feel like, you know, it's been a real season of shaking. You know, and the word of the Lord that even Greg had is that the Lord is shaking all that can be shaken. And I feel like you've found, you know, somebody you feel like, Lord, this feels like, you know, just, you feel like, well, we, we've gone through, we've worked things out, we've done things, but you almost feel like sometimes it, it feels like you're back at square one, but God says, you're not back at square one. You know, the word of the Lord was everything that could be shaken is being shaken. And the Lord said, I've shaken some things that are not of me. The Lord says, I've been shaking some foundation. I've been shaking some things just, uh, and the Lord says, what I'm doing is getting rid of the stuff that's not of me. And the Lord says that I, what I'm doing is shoring up the foundation. The Lord says, I'm getting ready. You know, There's a turnaround. You know, there's new things. You know, God's got great. But the Lord says, I'm getting you ready for those new things. Our Lord says, I'm just getting ready because uh, the unproductive bits. And you know what I feel like? Even, you know, the Lord has done with so many of us this year. He's really gone down to what we really believe. You know, the crunch of, do you really trust me in that? Do you really trust me here? Our Lord says, you know, I hear the Lord saying, you know, you've got it in you. But God says it's just been some things and, and Lord says it's good stuff It's not a bad thing. Don't see it as a bad thing. It's a good thing because God says I'm getting you ready for what I've got up ahead. I'm getting you ready for the breakthrough. I'm getting you ready. I'm getting you ready to bear the fruit. God said there's great fruit coming in all areas The Lord says I'm getting you ready for that and the Lord says even in the next season where storms come. You know I see this picture, this strong tree with such a root system going down that even when a storm comes that tree doesn't even hardly move. It doesn't hardly move and Lord says you know hang tight hang on but I feel like the Lord is saying to you you know this season laugh <laughs> you know it's like you're a little bit too serious sometimes <laughs> it's like you know I see for you uh, Pastor Dallas is like you know God said, just have a good laugh sometime you know I feel like it was a season of your life where you laughed and you laughed but it's just been so much stuff lately and it's like you just you know but I just feel like the Lord's saying come to me and I'll give you rest and I feel like he's Restoring back that joy where you're just gonna laugh and laugh and laugh, and you're and it it is a good thing. In part of you know, you as well, you're a perfectionist, you have an excellent spirit, you have that about you, but it's you know, same as me. It's like, you're like, hey, hang on a minute. And I feel like that's where Rod is the balance, he's like. You know, what are you thinking? What are you, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that, you know, he, he kind of is the balance and that's good. He's the balance. He brings the balance and, you know, but sometimes it's like that irritates you a little bit because you feel like he's not taking it serious. It's like, you're not taking it serious. And says, yes, he is. But he just sees from different eyes. He sees that it's not the end of the world. It's not going to be, it's all going to be okay. And God said, I knew what I was doing when I put you two together. And God says, he's, you know, he's Gonna be, it's like, well, he's he's your balance. He'll help you just to know. And Lord says, I want you to listen. Don't get annoyed with it when he gets like that. Don't get annoyed. Listen. Say yes, okay, I see. And God says, you know, I'm just loosening you up a little bit. And God says, this next season for you is a season of such joy, of such joy. You know it. You can sense it. But it's like just before the birth of anything. There's such frustration when you get to the end of a pregnancy. It's like it's the you know you just want it over. You want it done. You're sick again. like hurry up you know and so i feel like god is saying you know just allowing to do it and you know Lord saying everything's going to work out you know just it's like i feel like today he just wants to lift the burden off you right now that spirit of heaviness the burden the lord says i'm lifting it off you today come to me all you who is heavy laden god said i'm going to give you rest i'm going to give you rest the lord says i love that you're diligent I love that you're a prayer warrior. And, you know, that's part of the thing. Sometimes when you're a prayer warrior, you just, you feel like when you're a fighter, you feel like you have to be fighting. That's what a fighter is. I have to be fighting. But God says, no, sometimes you just got to stand. When you've done all else, stand. And God's saying, I'm lifting off the burden today. I'm lifting off. The Lord says, it's all going to be okay. You know, that's uh, Exodus 9, 6 or 6, 9, and the Lord did it. You know, it's going to be saying the Lord did it and the Lord did it. That's going to be your testimony. Father, I thank you right now for that fresh anointing today. Pour out your Holy Spirit. Fill them afresh with a fresh joy, fresh oil, Father, today. Lord, you're lifting off every burden, every bit of heaviness today. You're breaking it in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. It's like I just see that load being lifted off. Just be you. Be you. You've fought so hard to even survive life. God says, "Now just be you. Don't try, don't try and be. Don't compare. Don't try just be you. Who you are is good. You're a good woman. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen."
1: Actually, I just got a little bit more to that. I what I saw is that God is God is getting you to run into this next season and you 're not just going to walk or stroll into it. I see you running into this next season you 're running in with enthusiasm you 're running in with such a gratefulness and just before a run, you go to do a stretch god 's stretching you guys, and it 's like um, you're thinking well i haven 't I haven't needed to be stretched before yeah it's like not as much as this it's like yeah i 've stretched there but now you're really getting stretched because of what God is about to get you into and run you into that you need to be stretched so that you can run freer and that you can run with more momentum than you 've had in the past this is going to be this next season is going to be a season where you are going to catch up but you're also going to overtake. And you're also going to possess everything that the enemy has stolen.
0: Thank you, 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 Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This man here, sorry, what's your name? Garth. Garth. Father, I thank you for Garth right now. Lord, I thank you that this is a new season. I and mean, God, I feel like, you know, you need to hear that message. <laughs> There's so much, you know, it's stuff you know, but sometimes it's things we know, but we forget. We forget the simple things. And, and I feel like God is saying to you, you know, forget the former things, forget what has, you know, don't go back, don't keep looking back, don't keep, you know, but this and don't judge your future by your past. I hear the Lord saying that so clearly. Do not judge your future By your past, the Lord says, you know. You know, I feel like today it's like I'm Rafiki with the with God, and that bashing you on the head today. And God says it doesn't matter; it's in the past. And you know, I hear the Lord saying, you just got to let go, you know, and don't don't compare anything, don't don't let other people. Yeah, I feel like God's changing your whole circle of of friends, of contacts, of things, uh, because I feel like you you know people have judged you from your past, and and you know, the Lord says I've forgiven you. You know, but other people don't. Other people won't let you forget. Other people want to keep pulling you down. And you know, sometimes you won't let yourself forget. You're your worst enemy. It's like, you know, you're this and you're that and you're this. And God says, but son, I know your heart. And I know where your heart's at. And, and I know what you've been through. And, and the Lord says, I know, God says, I've brought healing. And, and God, I just hear the Lord saying, it's a new day and it's a new beginning for you. And the Lord says, you need to, I, I feel like even your previous prophecies. Just forget them all. You know, it's like God will just bring, you know, I've never said this to anyone before, but I feel like there was just so, I don't know, I really don't know anything about you, but I just feel like, a lot of prophecies and a lot of things were connected to another thing. And it's like into this and to that. And it's not that that's not going to happen, but I feel like the you just have to, the connection of the past has to be broken. And God's saying, you know, He's got a, a bright future and He's got new things for you. And, and even though this and this didn't happen and that didn't happen, God's got new things for you. And He's got just so, I feel like He's saying, just walk day by day with me. You know, it's that, it's like, you know, that thing today it's a gift today's a gift it's a gift, you know, and it's like the Lord is saying, You just deal with what you have to deal with today and allow me to do. I feel like the Lord is doing a fra- He's transforming you into a whole new person. And you know what? I feel like even 12 months from today, people who meet you, they won't believe. You know, some people might have a little, but they will not believe that you're the same person because of what the Lord is doing in and through your life. And what, you know, I feel like this is Caesar where God's saying, Just draw close to me tuck him you know I feel like the enemy's just trying to put a lie between that there's a distance you know you know you know that the Lord's there and you know but there's I just feel like there's something that's stopping you from just coming it's like you feel like as the Old Testament you can go to here but it feels like there's a veil between you and the Lord and the Lord says there's no veil God says you come in climb up on my lap and in my presence in with me you're not disqualified God says, you're not disqualified. Father, I thank you right now. I break off everything of the past. And Lord, I thank you. It's a new day. You know, you've got to own your happiness. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose. that's why I feel like a change of everything where nothing's connected with your past. And, you know, I feel like when people want to go there, you're just like, you know, not to be moved. There's a way God's going to give you just to cut off and not go there because God says, uh, it's a new time. Father, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for that oil of joy that you're pouring out onto Garth today. Lord, the healing that you're bringing to this man, Father God. And Lord, that your love for him is never ending. Lord, you love him. And Lord, I thank you that you are not judging his future from his past. And Lord, I thank you today. It's a new day and a new season for him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ten. I just hear the Lord saying, you know, it's a bit of a time for to shake off the dust. I feel like there's just some stuff that's dust that settled on your mind, tried to settle, that heaviness has tried to settle upon you, it's tried to rob you of your joy, tried to rob you of your, you know, just things who've just, you know, it was like before you could be, kind of happy and just, you you loved if you were having a meal with someone or doing something, you just enjoyed that but lately it's like things have tried to stop you from living and tried to stop you from participating, trying to stop you even, and I feel like you had some freedom and the enemy's tried to take that freedom off you from fears and from things that have happened now Lord, we break off that spirit of fear, I feel like a spirit of fear is, through something has come in and, and is attached to you and stopped you. so Father, I take authority over that fear today. I break its power in the name of Jesus. I command that fear to leave her in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you right now. She is fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, I thank you that you've made her free. Lord, there's a new freedom and a new joy that's coming back to ta- Release that joy right now, Father God. I lift off every heavy burden. I lift off every assignment of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. You're going to give a rest. You know, you've got to start celebrating where you're at, celebrating. God has done so much. You know, the tan I see today to the tan I met 15 years ago, whatever it is, it's like God has done so much in your life. He has done so much for you. To a person who's one time had nothing, didn't know where you were going to live, what you were going to do. It's like the God has done so much in your life. You're a person who, who could barely put a word together to prophesy. I hear God now you're prophesying, you're bringing life, you're speaking life. Now, Lord, I thank you for the victory. I thank you for what you've put in, Tan. I break every doubt. I break every bit of fear. And Lord, I take authority where the enemy's tried to push it down. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. You're loved, Tan. People love you. You need to understand that. You're loved. People love you here. You're part of the family. People appreciate you. I feel like the enemy's tried to, you know, even bring thoughts to say, well, what would it matter if I wasn't here? Who would even care? Father, I break that thought in the name of Jesus right now. I thank you that she is loved. She would be missed. People care about her. And Lord, I break every lie. Lord, you care about her. You know every hair on her head. Lord, you love her. And Father, people love her. So now I thank you today. You're pouring forth the oil of joy and love into Tan's life today. She is greatly appreciated and loved, Father God. Now, Lord, I thank you. you still got a lot to do, Tan. you still got more stretching. Which, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> But it's good stretching. Look how far the Lord has brought you. Look how much He's done in your life. Now and you know you're such a blessing. You're a thoughtful person. And you know what? You you don't even care. It's like you're not thinking about what will you never ever have that thought. Well, if I do that, what's someone gonna do for me? You just wherever you can see. Well, and, and I, I know this, like every Sunday when we're here, you'll always make sure if we need a cup of coffee. You know, that's a thoughtful person. You're always whatever you can. You might not always have a lot, but whatever you can do. If you've got something, you'll give that to someone else. You're always spreading to other people. And Lord says, now's a season to receive. You, know, you find it hard to receive. You give and you give, but you find it hard to receive. Lord says, now you have to receive. You've got to learn to receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we honour you today. Lord, we thank you. It is a good time. It's a good season, Father. Lord, we love you and we honor you. And Father, I choose to be happy. And Father, I'm going to spread that happiness. Wherever I go, I'm going to bring joy and spread happiness to others. Father, I thank you. Because in your presence, there is fullness of joy. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name,